0: My people, them, my friend, them. Welcome to the Grateful Yardy presents AEW Dynamite in a 30 minutes or less. It's your boy Drew giving you the lowdown on the May 12th edition of Wednesday Night Dynamite. But before we get into all of that, you can find past episodes of the Grateful Yardy podcast. Excuse me, at Anchor.fm. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. So let's jump into it, folks. We jump into the first match of the evening. It is for the IWGP United States Championship from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And IWGP stands for International Wrestling Grand Prix. They're the governing body of... New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we're going in. John Moxley is your IWGP United States Champion going up against New Japan's own Yuji Nagata, and the finish of this opening championship match on Wednesday night, Dynam- Dynamite, came when Nagata locked in an armbar on Moxley. Moxley was able to get to the ring ropes to to save the match. Then both men traded forearms. That ended with Moxley. With a lariat for a near fall, Moxley now blend, uh, bleeding from the face, locked in a choke, but Nagata got out of the hold. Moxley then hit his finisher, the pendulum shift for the 1-2-3, and regaining his IWGP United States Championship. Then Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager cut a promo saying they wanted a rematch tonight. Against the Pinnacle after what happened last week in the main event of Blood and Guts. Then Cody Rhodes came out and he announced that he's going to have a match with Anthony Agogo at Double or Nothing. And Anthony Agogo ain't going to be facing the American Nightmare. No, 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 folks. He's going to get the second coming of the American Dream, Cody Rhodes. Then there was a video package. For SCU shown and their journey that they had with the Young Bucks, which takes us into match number two of Wednesday night Dynamite, which is the Young Bucks versus SCU. The finish of this tag team match came when Matt Jackson got a near fall that was broken up by Daniels, who he then hit a Angels wing onto Nick Jackson. Daniels then tagged in and hit a spear. He's bleeding a ton. Matt Jackson got the advantage once more, or yep, I got that right. Matt Jackson uh, continued, and he did a Shawn Michaels slash uh, Ric Flair thing moment from WrestleMania. I'm sorry, I love you. Very iconic moment in the world of professional wrestling, and got a near fall as a result of that particular spot. Then Daniels got a near fall onto Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson then sprayed Daniels with a cold spray and hit another move for another near fall. The Young Bucks then hit the BTE trigger. So being the elite trigger for the win, the winners are the Young Bucks. So it looks like SCU has to break up because if they didn't win this match, that was the stipulation that they had to retire. Then cameras were shown. Of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley destroying the locker room of the elite, then Christian Cage was backstage and he talked to Taz at the buffet table and Taz says, and Christian says that Taz used to be a bad man, but he ain't bad anymore. And uh, Christian says he's he's challenging anyone in. Any member of Team Taz next week in an open challenge, Cage then announced that he would be in the Battle Royal at Dumble or Nothing, which is AEW's pay-per-view. And says the winner of that said, Battle Royal gets a title, world title shot whenever they want. Which takes us into match number three of the program, that's Orange Cassidy going up against Pac. And the winner of this match would get Kenny Omega at double or nothing for the AEW Championship. And the finish of this match came when the ref was looking over Cassidy. Don Callis came out. Kenny Omega hit Pac with the belt as the ref was distracted. Then the ref counted both men out, which at this match ended in a double countout in about 13 minutes. After the match, Kenny Omega and Don Callis said they had the night off and now they should... They, should have a road trip. Tony Schiavone came out and announced that the world title match is a triple threat. So it will be Kenny Omega defending his title against Orange Cassidy and Pac at double or nothing. The leave without Kenny Omega were backstage in their locker rooms. They called out how they beat and retired SCU, which we saw in match number two. They challenged the Varsity Blondes next week. For a tag team title match. And the Bucks then challenged Moxley and Kingston to a fight at double or nothing. Then we continue on with some more backstage segments. And Adam Page and the Dark Order are backstage. And Adam Page says that Brian Cage did not beat him. And Brian Cage should not be proud. Page then says he should fight Cage straight up at double or nothing. Then the pinnacle came out. To talk about their win in the Blood and Guts match last week. Tully Bradshaw gave, uh, grabbed the mic and said that he's been on top quite a few times, but this group is special. They took everything that Inner Circle had and still won the match. He talked about how their team never quit. Tully said they deserved the finest things. And he mentioned that the five women on stage were the finest things in Jacksonville. Very weird, Russell. Then he offered them some expensive watches to all five members. A car horn was heard honking, and MJF asked, who the Ross is honking? Sammy Ortiz, Sammy, uh, Sammy Guevara, Ortiz, and Jake Hager entered the arena on Gator ATVs. Jericho emerged from the back on a vehicle with a brace on his arm. Jericho asked for a rematch again. MJF refused the rematch. Sammy then sprayed water. And it was supposed to be bubbly. The pinnacle rolled around like idiots and they all got wet. MGF said they could have a rematch at double enough nothing in a stampede, a stadium stampede match. And if the inner circle loses this match, they would have to break up or disband. Then JR is with Britt Baker and she talks about fighting Sheeta and talks about that she is the baddest woman on the planet and that Tony Khan embarrassed her. At a photo shoot earlier on in the day. she And Britt Baker also says that she saved save the women's division. But that Dr. Britt Baker is the face of the, the division. And guarantees victory at double or nothing. Which takes us into match number four of the program. Which is Thunder Rose versus Jasmine Allure. No, my daughter Jasmine is not a professional wrestler. She's too young to be a professional wrestler. Maybe, 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 maybe not. But this is not her the finish of this match came when thunder rosa took a lure to the ground and hit a slam into a backdrop for a near fall she then hit the thunder driver for the pinfall and the victory so thunder rosa won this squash match in two minutes then there was a video package of my favorite wrestler in aew jade cargill was shown and she says she was offered a contract by Mark Sterling. Then somebody asked Jade who handles the business for her and she says she's her own boss, but her ears are open. Then we cut to Darby Allen saying that Miro talked about glass ceilings, but what has Miro done in AEW since India? Then Darby says he ain't buying what Miro is selling. He's not buying the puss in the bag that Miro is selling. And Darby says that he is the he is the toughest man that Miro has ever faced. So Darby Allen is the toughest dude that Miro has ever faced. Which takes us into match number five and the main event of the program for Wednesday Night Dynamite. Which is Miro versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. And the finish of the main event came when Miro threw Allen back into the ring and Miro attacked the injured shoulder and elbow of Allen. Sting gave Allen an inspirational look and a fist bump. Then Allen hit a stunner and an inside cradle for a near fall. Allen hit another stunner, then a coffin drop, but Miro caught him mid drop. Allen then hit a cold red for a near fall of his own. Miro then locked in a waist lock and submitted Darby Allen in about 13 minutes. So your winner, and new TNT champion is Miro. Post-match, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky attacked Sting. The Dark Order came out and made the save. And then Latch Archer came out and challenged Miro. Which is the end of the May 12th edition of Wednesday Night Dynamite. So let me hit you with some final thoughts here, folks. Let's start with the main event. Miro versus Darby was... The match was something Allen was able to make the very underwhelming Miro character feel like a big deal and that he then entered the... Then he did when he entered the company last year. That's talking about Miro. I also feel that the match that that Sting and Darby Allen will have against Ethan Page and Scorpio style feels like a downgrade in the short term. Also, it's great to see... That This serious and monstrous Miro character. Totally, totally enjoying that. Then being the best man teaming up with Kip Sabian. Um, let's go over to the pinnacle and the inner circle segment. This started off fine and MGF was strong as usual. But the comments by Tully Blanchard were a little off-putting. Then the reveal of Jericho was a little early t- but it makes sense for the meme match. The water guy thing with the group of badass heels rolling around like Ilias really killed the segment for me. And it was silly, lame, and made the pinnacle look like the WWE low card. Idiot. Fold. Does look like a bag of fold. And then let's talk about the pack and Orange Cassidy match. A good match with a real surprising finish in AEW. Yeah, because a few weeks ago, AEW was talking about, we don't like DQ finishes. Then, I did not see the triple threat match coming. I usually don't think triple threats are a good idea, but I'm open to the idea of of this one at this point, which is a good option. The Bucks and SCU match felt like a good 25-minute pay-per-view match condensed into 15-minute television match. The blood spot was a lot for Daniels, and I don't think the match really needed it, but it certainly upped the ante early. I did not like the moment of SEU losing was cut away for the Eddie Kingston and Moxley thing, where they destroyed the the elite time um, locker room. Cody Rhodes' promo, I liked and disliked this promo at the same time. Cody Rhodes using the American Dream moniker is a nice test, but the rah-rah pride against, you American pride against the Englishmen feud Felt a little odd, and the opening context, which was Moxley and Yuji Nugata, was a solid new Japan pro wrestling style match. I thought uh, Moxley brought out the best in um, Nugata in this position. A real solid opener that was a nice change of pace from the normal AEW openers. I also like the respect at the end of the match. So, like I said, folks, that was the May. 12th edition of wednesday night dynamite and the next time you go hear your boy drew talk the things them about professional wrestling will be friday night smackdown in a 30 minutes or less you can check me out on twitter that is at the wrestling 99 on instagram at drew underscore wrestling 99 our facebook page is the g R, so the, G-R, number eight, F-U-L, Yardy. And thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Reggie and M. God bless. Let me get it. Be inspired. Be excited. Stay safe. And remember, remain, 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 remain grateful. Peace.